Do you hear this? Oh, this is so great. And it's turned up on YouTube. This is, I am having a nostalgia overload of appreciation. Ultimatist. Uh, back in the 60s, I wanted to be a part of the Merry Marvel Marching Society, which was this fan group in Marvel Comics, but they had these, and they're terrible, cartoons of Thor and Hulk and Everybody but Spider-Man, really. Captain America, Iron Man. And they showed them on TV for a couple of years. And like I say, they were on like WOR and came in crappy. And I, you know, back then it was, oh, this animation isn't good. Although I think as a kid, I could tell that this was the crappiest animation anybody ever saw. But it didn't matter because... Instead of somebody imitating like the later Spider-Man ones, they took mostly the actual artwork from the comic books and made them move slightly and clumsily. But it was the Jack Kirby artwork. It was the Buscema artwork. It was the stuff of the real comics. And there's a, what, six-hour mighty Marvel marathon on the Nostalgia Road Trip channel that I invite you to appreciate uh, because it's just too great for words. And I would hope that you guys get a chance to really, I mean, if you had any appreciation for the 1960s original Marvel comics, I mean, just seeing the Jack Kirby artwork brings a sort of lump in the back of my throat and yeah 100% appreciated for sure and uh, let's see in news uh, we've got a lot of things going on here uh, just crazy stuff and uh, they were just rolling ahead uh, despite the fact that uh, some of it isn't exactly what I had on the agenda it's going to all happen one way or another, because one thing for sure, I am a stubborn, determined, uh, better than ever, Brett, a.k.a. PQ Ribber. And continuing, as promised, uh, we've got these delicious interviews with Jimbo. I guess Jimbo as the interviewer. This next one, number three, the file is labeled. We have Jeff Pollard. And uh, this should be good. Uh, Jeff is one of the stalwarts there. Once again, if you're just tuning in and you missed the last show, these Jimbo interviews were done by the kind folk at Fusebox back in the day. And they were kind enough to compile them and send them here so we can all appreciate them right here on The Appreciator. Um, 
Next up is Jeff Pollard, and let's hear the Jimbo Jeff Pollard encounter. Well, more. it's good to see you. Uh, <laughs> I met Jeff. Uh, uh, Jeff Pollard, right? Uh, <laughs> sure, as far as you know. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> uh, well, so far, so good. Thanks for having me, Jimbo. It's... Uh, Are you okay? Well, you're the uh, you're the guy that does uh, all the graphics. Uh, you did a graphic for one of my shows that Mark produced. Yeah, yeah. I designed the cover art for Bad to the Bone, I think it was, right? wanted to thank you for that. That was awesome. It really was. Yeah, you're welcome. Very happy to help. I noticed you did a, a graphic for uh, Tiger Woods. You know, he got his wife... Uh, Pretty much beat him up and stuff, uh, didn't she? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't think she beat him up. Certainly not like the press did anyway. But, but yeah, I designed Tiger Woods' logo. So why do you make a graphic for like a loser guy like that? <laughs> why do you do that? Hey, why does anybody do the things they do, man? Anyway, the, the job was through Nike after they'd signed Tiger when he turned pro in 1997. And I'm pretty sure no one, including Tiger, expected his life to go completely sideways like it did. But, you know, he's a human being, so he ain't perfect, that's for sure. Oh, you know, I'm just kidding. Or are you? And I know you did one for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, I did, yeah, for the NFL. I have actually been to Canton, Ohio, oh. and into the Hall of Fame. Uh, mm -hmm. A great place, and, I mean, you nailed it. Thank you. It, that's, it looks, you know, the Hall of Fame, the NFL, there's a certain majesty that belongs to the NFL right. and that kind of thing. And you captured that. It looks, your graphic looks better than like any of the Super Bowl graphics to actually, you oh. know, sit here across from you and talk to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm in awe of you, sir. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you, Jimbo. I, I appreciate that, really. As far as logos go, you're like Babe Ruth. <laughs> ah, wow, man, thanks. That's, uh, that's some high praise. So, Jeff, how much would it cost me for you to make like a Jimbo graphic that I could use around here? Yeah. How much would you charge me? Well, as much as I possibly could, Jimbo. <laughs> Kidding. Actually, it really depends. Uh, see, I thought you were going to say, Jimbo, you know, I'm going to give that to you for absolutely nothing because <laughs> we are so much alike. And uh, well, I have done pro bono logos for charities, so, you know. Anyway, I already did one for you when I designed the cover for, for the uh, Bad to the Bone. That's yours now. Now, as I understand it, which is, it's kind of uh, strange because you're a graphic guy. Yeah. We're all told and led to believe, and uh, we are to assume, that mm -hmm. you co-write Fusebox. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, right, I do. I co-produce with Mark, Mark Rose, uh, who is the host and voice of the show. But, but yeah, I write for and voice act on Fusebox when I'm not, uh, you know, acting on camera or, or doing my day job as a graphic designer, which... You know, I use to create the look of Fusebox, of course. Now, see, this is impressive 
as your logos are, and they are all quite impressive. And I uh, beg uh, anybody that's listening to go and look at your website. The different logos you have created, uh, they're iconic. I mean, impressive. And yet you also co-write Fusebox, sir. I bow in all of your talent, sir. (laughs) Ah, wow. Hey, you're actually bowing there. Uh, But but thank you, Jimbo. I appreciate the compliment. I really, really do. Uh, Yeah, Fusebox has been an unexpected blast for us. My involvement started when I offered to brand the show visually, then it just sort of, you know, went from there when I wrote a bit for Timo's World. So, yeah, Mark and Milt and I are having a lot of fun with the show, and we hope folks are enjoying what we do, so... Have you ever had a logo rejected by a client because it was too graphic? (laughs) I, I see what you did there. Well played, Jimbo, if that's your real name. Uh, But no, I can't recall a logo being rejected for being too graphic. Although there was one I did for a a skateboarding company, I think it was called Wankers, where I created this uh, little character wearing a stocking cap that resembled a rolled-up condom, and I positioned his body to sort of indirectly suggest he may or may not be masturbating. And his, uh, his facial expression uh, suggested that maybe he was being caught in the act. And, uh, oh, I did another logo for a horse farm called Hay Processing Unlimited. So I did this um, very traditional sort of woodcut-style illustration of a horse's backside since, you know, that's where hay exits once a horse processes it, right? Um, Anyway, those were pretty graphic, I guess, but both were accepted by the clients and I think won awards, actually. Look, you've got all this amazing artistic talent. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, look, (laughs) Jeff, I've got it going on myself. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Why don't we team up and let's build a spaceship and go to Mars? Uh, Mars. Sure, yeah, because, you know, Mars would be better than Uranus. Jeff, I understand you used to play professional baseball. Oh, no, 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 no. I never played professionally. I mean, I wanted to ever since I was a kid, but no, I didn't, uh, I didn't play for pay. I was scouted, though, by the Orioles and the Red Sox, um, Mariners, and the Cincinnati Reds mainly. And I did have a tryout with the Reds, actually, but I wasn't signed. So, hey, did you ever play ball? Well, I've never played professional baseball, but I've been around professional baseball for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm a big, huge, not only major league fan, I'm a minor league baseball mm-hmm. fan as well. Yeah, yeah, same here. Especially of the Rangers. I know the Rangers minor league system really well, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like we're on the same plane. I think we ought to team up together and build a rocket and go to, like, Mars. Well, well, yeah, because, you know, of all the baseball they play on Mars, sure. It's it's the uh, Martian pastime, don't you know? You know I'm kidding about the whole Mars thing. It's just, you know, it's part of this... You know, people think that I'm not really real, and that, <laughs> but I am really real. I'm, <laughs> I am. I'm absolutely real. Well, so. you seem real. 
sort of. Let me ask you, Jeff, uh, who has the most war between uh, Willie Mays and Ted Williams? Quickly now. Uh, war? Oh, wait, you mean wins above replacement, right? Uh, man, I, I'd have to say Mays, uh, you know, given his total game. Like, you know, I mean, Ted, Ted could hit, but so could Willie. And May's total game, you know, speed, defense, arm, hit, hit for power was just greater than Williams. So, yeah, wins above replacement. I got to go with Willie Mays over Ted Williams. How's that? Did I, uh, did I get it right? Did I win a free trip to Mars? Who has a higher batting average, George Sisler or Ty Cobb? <laughs> it's the Jimbo Quiz Show. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> a higher a higher lifetime average well that would be Ty Cobb's 367 to Sisler's 340 so yeah Cobb Rogers Hornsby or Ted Williams come on Jeff you're supposed <laughs> to be this uh, uh baseball guy or whatever come on Jeff ah uh, okay taunting the guests now are we <laughs> okay okay um Hornsby for sure the Raja hit 358 lifetime Teddy ball game hit 344. Uh, see, you ain't getting that cheese by me, meat. <laughs> You're from Poland, aren't you? Let's see, Jeff Pollard. I would guess that was a Polish name. You reckon? Huh? Am I am I Polish? What? No more no more baseball trivia. Come on, man. Uh. I don't really know, but I'm just guessing. So your name is Pollard. You know, Pollard, Polak. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, okay, so since you're Jimbo, that means you must be Bolivian, right? How many light bulbs does it take for a Polar to, er, wait a minute. Been drinking Listerine, have you, Jimbo? Or maybe huffing unleaded again? <laughs> wait, you're not, are you having a stroke? Hey, hey, should we call someone? Well, Jeff, don't you think we ought to combine our talents and maybe write something or do something together what do you think <laughs> would you do that with me oh absolutely hey how about we uh write an erotic novel we'll call it 50 shades of jimbo or wait 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 we'll write science fiction about that spaceship trip to uranus you want to do <laughs> did you know that ted williams is cryogenically like frozen and one day him and walt disney are gonna unfreeze at the same time and they're gonna both walk around like orlando florida and bite the hands of all the little kids that they come across uh okay i'm i'm sure the folks in florida will be thrilled to know that seriously do we need to call 911 here Anybody? remember that all-star game a few years back when they Hauled Ted Williams out there in a wheelchair, you know. A golf cart. Yeah, I remember that. Really cool moment. Tony Gwynn and all those other all-stars were just in awe. Very, very cool. That wasn't really Ted Williams. That was a hologram. The hologram. Space. Moon. That's what that was. You know, I'm kind of thinking this interview is a hologram, actually. Hey, you know, you live in Portland, right? So yeah. have you ever gotten like a a package or something and you opened it up and it was like uh, women's pajamas or something or something that didn't belong to you really and then you start inspecting the package and you see it says 
Jeff Howard in Portland, Maine. <laughs> you ever done that? Uh, no. Look, can you ask Mark if I'm finished with these dead gum fuse box interviews? I did Mark. I did yeah. Timo. I did Mort. Right. And then I'm doing you. What? Am I supposed to do the pocket squirrels next? Well, they I, don't even speak English. They speak Japanese, I think. Or, well, yeah. I don't know what they speak. Squirrelanese or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I don't think I can communicate with them. And I don't. Well, um, I mean, come on. And when when he says that you write half the stuff, basically what you do is you sit down and write an email. Dear Mark, uh, I got an idea. Uh, let's have all these little squirrels running around. Making this little squirrel noise. Yeah, I know. Is that? Um, I'm 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 sorry. Was there a question in there somewhere or? Uh... No, but Jeff, you you've been a good sport and. Uh... Oh, good. You're back. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fun and great to finally meet you too. And I appreciate you talking to me, and it's been a pleasure. Well, thank you again for having me on your show, Jimbo. And listen, I hope. Can I have a hug? Uh. Uh, a hug? Yeah. Okay. Sure, why not? Come here, big guy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, hey, watch the hands there, big guy. Watch the hands. Uh, say, Jimbo, could you, um, you know, could you, uh, take your hands out of my back pockets? Man, that was great. I, I don't even... Remember half that stuff about Jeff. He's a true renaissance man. And I had, you know, I knew all these things, but hearing it again and his baseball expertise, I'm sure I heard this interview when it first aired on a Jimbo show. But this is just, uh, we have remarkable people uh, here on the Onsug. Well, and you should be more familiar with all of them. I mean, the logos that uh, Mr. Pollard has done. And he's been so kind uh, with this new series, The Appreciator, listening and liking and commenting. And uh, Mark Rose, who, the, oddly enough, is not necessarily included in these interviews. But uh, what a guy. He's always been a gentleman to me. Um, no matter what, through thick and thin. And uh, we, there's a surprise project coming up. Uh, we, I mentioned that uh, him and I should do some sort of Frank Zappa thing together, and he took the bait right away and acted on it. So coming up in the future, sooner than later, in fact, uh, we are going to have a good, long talk about the amazing uh, Frank Zappa and his conceptual continuity and a career in music and arts that is almost unparalleled in the history of either of those. So uh, there is that. But uh, right now, we've got one more Jimbo interview to include. This one is uh, JPS's, which is those Japanese pocket squirrels that are uh, so integral and unique to the fuse box world up and jimbo i'm sure if he could interview timo he can do the jps's and um here we go is that it 
Are we ready now? Ugh, a little too low, man. Hang on. I don't I don't think we have him on mic here. I just you know let me get that. Alright. I just don't think this is a really good idea. Alright, let's try that. Uh, go ahead and give uh, Milt a level and we'll see. Test. Test. One, two, three. Check. 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 There you go. Perfect. But are you sure this is a good idea? <laughs> hey, you guys, be nice. Hey, what did I just say? And he does not smell like sardines. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, all right, this won't take long. Uh, Milt, are we, are we set? Let's light the candle, Houston. Still don't think this is a good idea. What's that? Uh, nothing, man. Levels are good. All righty, then. So, uh, Jimbo, are you, are you all set there? Yeah, I guess. Whatever. I don't know. I mean, how is this going to work anyway? I can't understand anything they're saying. Oh, it'll be great. Don't worry about it. They're, they're total pros. Pros! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. You'll be great. Just, just be yourself. I knew you were going to make me interview them. I just knew it. Well, yeah. I mean, the Japanese pocket squirrels are an important part of the show. Fusebox wouldn't be the same without Eco and Milo. But you can't even understand them. And let's face it, they look like rats. Rats! <laughs> and they kind of smell, to be honest with you. Don't you ever bathe them or anything? I mean, how can anything so small have that kind of stench? <laughs> Can we all just try to be professionals here? Okay? You you three just... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, can we just try to get through this? That'd be great. Whatever. I didn't want to do this anyway. I've interviewed a lot of very important people. And not a single one was a rodent. And we all appreciate your talent and professionalism, Jimbo, really. We're all big fans of your show. We really do appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come here and do this for us. Really and truly. And really truly. Seriously, even. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. Milo? Eco? <laughs> there. See? Now everyone is ready. Okay, okay, let's get this craft fest over with. That's the spirit. All right, I'll go into the control room and uh, I don't think this was such a good idea. What, what was that? Oh, nothing, nothing. Uh, all right, let's do this. In three, two, one. Tonight on the Jimbo Interview, 
Jimbo interviews someone who isn't Jimbo. So this is Jimbo here, and, um, well, I guess I'm interviewing the Japanese pocket squirrels from Fusebox. Uh, welcome, Milo Eco. Um, you suck, Jimbo. Yeah, you suck. Hey, whatever. But you know what? You two stink, so how about that? Huh? So, being Japanese pocket squirrels, I guess means that you must be, what, Japanese? (laughs) (laughs) So, do you guys ever bathe at all, or do you always smell like Grandpa's underwear in July? (laughs) Seriously. You two are pretty ripe, if you know what I mean. Have you ever smelled kimchi? You know, fermented cabbage. Well, you two smell like cabbage that's been fermenting inside a muskox, Amos. That's been... We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Welcome back to the show, folks. Um, know what I think, bro? This was a bad idea. This was a really bad idea. Oh, Phil, you'll hear from my lawyer, Rose. You're not going to get away with this, Rose. You hear me? My career is ruined. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, say, Mark, uh, do you see Jimbo's nose in there by any chance? So there you have it, uh, audio gold from the vaults of Fusebox, and once again, thanks, Mark. And and you heard Mark's voice in there. Uh, he finally, uh, I wasn't sure if he ever made an appearance on these, but uh, yep, yeah, he was he was in the mix in those inimitable Japanese pocket squirrels, which um, yeah, you really should. Uh, and I'm gonna once again absolutely and shamelessly shill for the fuse box show because if you're digging this and the night radio feel they do it on a whole other level uh, a fire sign theater-esque level of amazing audio goodness for you for me for everyone and uh, 
like I say, coming soon, maybe even on the, uh, well, I don't know. I can't imagine this interview and this discussion of Frank Zappa is going to fit on one of these shows. So it's either going to be an Onsug special or it's going to be on an appreciator grand big showcase show or something of that nature. And uh, I've did not sure what the appreciator series as it stands continues to evolve and uh, some changes may be uh, forthcoming in uh, format. I mean, I'm still going to appreciate, but it could not change. Uh, I'm hitting... I guess what could be referred to as a potential patch of life flux, which a potential patch of life flux is what brought this series into existence. So you never know what's going to happen next with old Brett slash PQ. Um, other than that, I am so appreciative for your listening and patronage and There's going to be a lot of good stuff coming out of this chalet. I mean, I got to tell you, right now in New Mexico, the heat is so incredibly oppressive. And uh, try as I might, there really is no way of editing out the air conditioning without it sounding like I'm talking in some like lack of oxygen like situation. It's all real tinny and it takes all the timber out of everything. So that is another factor that will be affecting at least, God, we probably are looking at four or five more weeks of days where it's over a hundred and nights where the temperature does not go down very much. And whatever else, I, I am working on the artwork And unfortunately, the artwork doesn't make a sound. It makes for some great uh, covers for the shows. But all that notwithstanding, I'm not going anywhere. You'll be hearing the Overnight Scape Central and uh, the Big Appreciation Showcase, uh, which may turn into my mainstay for any number of reasons. But until the next time we meet, I will say we should all Set the controls for the heart of the fun. Really.